Hello and welcome to the 90s Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another exciting episode of the 90s Galore Podcast. And uh, it's been so long since uh, our last time. Uh, a whole week. But uh, it feels like that because... I miss being on the podcast. Like I was telling, uh, like I was, uh, I was mentioning on the last episode, uh, I really enjoy being here doing this podcast. It's my little getaway, you know. And uh, being here with the with the listeners, being here with my guest, is truly an enjoy- enjoyable experience. And uh, I just have a blast. I have a blast coming on here, and uh, it's uh, it goes without saying because I can't describe it. I can't describe it, and uh, so. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've uh, kind of installed a new element to the 90s Galore podcast recently here where we are having having interesting guests, uh, individuals who have unique situations, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, CEOs, biz, uh, you know, people who have interesting jobs, professions, you know, they come from a very unique situation and tonight is no exception to that. Uh, we, so I think the, this new element that we've uh, incorporated recently has really uh, taken off. Uh, we're getting a great response from our, from the, from you guys, from the listeners. And uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's uh, very interesting, engaging, and uh, people want to hear that. I think it provides for good content. Uh, so I'm going to continue to find, uh, you know, those guests who are uh, unique and interesting. So uh, I think, uh, you know, like I said, tonight is no no exception. And uh, before we get to our, our, our awesome guests of, of the evening, I want to thank uh, all of you for tuning in from wherever you're at, uh, Europe, you know, North America. We have people from all over the world. So, uh, and it's, it's, uh, that's a, that's fascinating. You know, you can record from anywhere and people from anywhere and everywhere can hear you, you know, and that's, uh, technology. That's thank you for the technology, <laughs> you know, uh, and that's 10, 15 years ago, it was a lot different. And here we are in 2020. It's, uh, quite a, it's quite the uh, experience, you know, to, to be able to say that. To, I think it was uh, Marshall McLuhan who said it's a global village, you know, and uh, the world is very small and it's getting smaller, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, and I, I've said also that uh, I've always been fascinated with the behind the scenes of any type of production, uh, whether it's uh, movies, television, film, uh you know anything uh, engineering how, it's how things are built how things are created and uh tonight we're gonna kind of uh we're gonna feature that particular concept you know behind the scenes right the behind the scenes of things and uh I, I, like i said i've always been uh you know especially with music how you know ideas are, are created concepts are created um how the idea for a movie and what have you and uh, and it's not often, okay, that you get to meet and talk with a stunt performer of any kind. You know, I mean, a daredevil, an acrobat, circus performer, what have you. And uh, I got the pleasure to do just that. And immediately I, I thought to myself, I need to have uh, this person on the podcast. 
and because, like I said, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating to me. And I met Ms. Donna Garrett, and she came, uh, she agreed to come on the podcast, and, and she's here. She was very gracious, and I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, here we are. And uh, she worked as a stunt performer in Hollywood for years, and she has an awesome story to tell, and uh, it's an honor to have her on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's guest is Ms. Donna Garrett. How are you, Donna? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you for inviting me to your program. Oh, no, don't mention it. Thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time and and uh, coming on in the 90s Galore podcast. Uh, it was funny how we, I think it was uh, a couple weeks ago, where we were talking mm-hmm. about this, and, and here we are, right? It's coming to it came to fruition and, and again, right? Yes. Going back to that concept where, you know, um, going you know, behind the scenes, how things are created, how things materialize, how they evolve, and then the very moment when they come together, you're here, we're here. Um, it's always fascinating to me. And um, but um, I've always been intrigued with, with what stunt, particularly stunt performers, what they do. And you guys are just astounding to me. Thank you. Of course. No, no, yeah. no. Um, I'm going to kind of get into the, the, the history of stunt performing, Donna, before we get into to yourself and your story, um, how at the turn of the 20th century, Hollywood was, uh, was starting to grow. You know, we were kind of discussing this before we, uh, you know, we, we started recording here. And there was a need for performers to start doing uh, more challenging stunts, more, you know, uh, these filmmakers were getting a little bit more elaborate and, 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 and what have you. Uh, and there were people who were willing to do this work for free, you know. Uh, so before, you know, um, so obviously the perform- the producers of these and the filmmakers are going to, you know, they're going to hire these guys first or have them do the work. If they're gonna, if they're willing to do it for free, um, and then kind of after the at the turn of the century, again, you know, uh, there were especially after the Spanish American War, there were soldiers coming home from the war. They were physically fit. They were they were trained in firearms mm-hmm. handling. Uh, they began to seek out seek out these these this, these positions um, in Hollywood, and this really took off after 1910 when uh, American audiences really began to thirst for action movies, you know, and uh, particularly the westerns, you know, the cowboy era mm-hmm. really, really took off. And you had this need for uh, horseback riders, um, you know, the cavalries, those, those, all those scenes, those different shots, those action shots, etc. And um, so that's kind of how those th- that evolved. Uh, early on in the, in the 19 in the, I'm sorry in the 20th century early on in the 1900s and uh, there's some notable names uh, and we were kind of talking about it Donna with uh, Helen Gibson um, who was considered the the first professional stunt woman right and uh, she was married to Hoot Gibson and who is also a, a, a performer stunt performer cowboy performer um, and guys like uh, Harold Lloyd stuff uh, uh, so those those were like kind of a, a just a couple names that were pioneers right yes uh, and then today you got like Jackie Chan and, and, and right you know uh, Tony Jaw. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a lot of those Asian uh, stunt performers very notable uh, I know Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, those guys, uh, they did a lot of their stunts, correct? They did. Yeah, yeah. So that, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that the history uh, of, of this, uh, this particular uh, genre, I guess, if, if you will, or um, category of, of performer. 
a lot of uh, cowboy western films were being shot here in the or next door right in the san fernando valley back then and you're originally from the san fernando valley yes right? i was i was born and raised in san fernando valley all my life i didn't get very far i'm still there <laughs> <laughs> right and that's um you were what high school did you go to i went to van Nuys elementary van Nuys junior high and van Nuys high <laughs> <laughs> so the name never changed nope van Nuys, just the, the 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 suffix i guess the the high school, the junior high, the elementary. Right. The level, right? The level of education changed. And okay, so you grew up in Van Nuys, right? Van Nuys. <laughs> um, and, and, and so is your family originally from Van Nuys? Your, my, my mother is a, a, a Californian, also born and raised. And my father came from Canada and he came down to uh, get a job and to work in, in California. And my mother met him at a carnival. And they got together, and they were dating, and before you knew it, my mother was married, and then my father had to go to war, World War II. And I came in about nine months after my father left. <laughs> wow. So my mother had me to take care of by herself, and that wasn't easy in those days, being a, being a, a mother and a wife and everything like that. So she did a great job. And then I was very athletic. I always, always was very gymnastically inclined. Okay. And I did a lot of uh, bar work and um, uneven parallels and stuff like that. So I really loved gymnastics a lot. And that was my basis for the stunt world. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, how, uh, if you had formal training and what have you. And, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that here. Uh, okay, so in what year was that, Donna, when your mom met your dad? Roughly. Oh, I was born in 42. You were born in 42? Okay. So, it made it, make it uh, 50, 60, 60s and 70, the year 60, 1960, And I got in the business in 1964. Okay. And uh, my ex-husband was in the business, and uh, he got me in. And then he, then he helped promote me to get me started and everything like that. Then my reputation got started. Okay. And uh, it takes about 10 years to really get going. And get a really flu, uh, uh, good reputation, and then after that, you're just kind of on your own, and you just keep working as much as you can until the valley don't use you anymore, and then you know you're done. <laughs> <laughs> right, you reach a certain point, right? And uh, so your parents met. Uh, you said 1942. Where was that carnival at? Where was, where was it? Was in the valley. They had carnivals that came to the valley, and they had you know. Um, it was in Van Nuys because they lived in Van Nuys. Wow, everything took place in Van Nuys. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome. We used to have a streetcar that used to go down the center of Van Nuys Boulevard, you know. And we used to take the streetcar into Hollywood, and then we'd go to see all the big stores because that was a big, wonderful adventure. Wow, wow. And... and uh so they met in Van Nuys and, and at a carnival. That's that's fascinating, fascinating. Uh, and here we are, right? You're you're, you're here. You grew up in, in Van Nuys, and, uh, and you know things. Just uh, your whole life was in in the valley, uh, right? Um, so you, you mentioned you were you were. You had gymnastics, kind of a, a gymnastics background, and were you competing as a gymnast back in the day, or, or was it just more of a thing you did for fun, hobby? I did it like for a hobby. I never competed or anything like that because they didn't have any competition with women in gymnastics when I was going to school. And I did um, running. You know, I did, ran the ninety, okay. uh, the ten yard, the, 
what is it called? The 90 the dash? Hundred, the 100 yard? 90 or, yard dash. Uh-huh, uh, uh, okay. And I um, did the broad jump. Um, I did several things in my career of swimming. I did diving. That came pretty natural because I did gymnastics. So I did a lot of different things which helped me get to that point that when I got into the motion picture business, I was capable of doing almost anything because I had a very big variety of athletic ability behind me. I see, I see. Did you compete in high school? No. no, no, no I did okay. track in high school. Track in high school, right? Yeah. Right, but not, not the gymnastics. Right? No. Yeah. yeah. And um, how about when you were younger than that? I mean, uh, were you doing any any uh, you know softball, volleyball, anything like that? Swimming? No, we didn't do those in those days. We played in the streets, <laughs> <laughs> and we played baseball, and we rode bikes, you know, and hunted, and played uh, war, and uh, with pretend guns, and in the parking lot, and wherever we were, mostly in our up and down the main street that we were living in. Wow, times have changed, huh? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> wow! Yeah. So that that's that's pretty cool. So you were you were uh, were you, would you consider yourself were you like a tomboy type of girl? Or? Yes, I was. Oh, okay. One time I was driving up and down the street on my bike, and the latest trick was to 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 go around and ride in the fender in the back. Oh my goodness! And so I had a very large bike, and I thought, well, I need to do that. I can see the boys do that. I don't see why I can't do it. So I swung my foot around and stuck my foot right in the spokes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I learned I didn't know how to do that one very well. And did you uh, fly off the bike? or? What? I did. I fell right on the ground and screened my legs up. And I remember them taking to my mother's couch and my mother being uh, really concerned about me that I was okay. Oh. But I didn't break anything, so I was fine. Wow. Got right back, got right back up and went on the bike and... Next time I tried, I got my leg around. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the next time you did that, you were probably getting paid for it, right? Right. <laughs> Later on in life with uh, your stunt career. And uh, so I wanted to just go back to your parents real quick, uh, Donna. Uh, so your, your dad's from Canada? Yeah. And your mom was from Illinois? No, from California. California. Okay. She was, from, was she from the Valley? No, she was from Santa Monica in that area. Okay, right. Okay, Santa Monica, and then but they both met in the valley. And uh, what, what brought your dad out here to? to he used to work. For, he used to work for a man named Mister Whitsett. The, mm. the street is named after him, Whitsett Avenue. What's okay? Yeah. And he owned a lot of property in the San Fernando Valley. He developed it, and my father was his right hand man oh. for thir- thirty seven years, something like that. And Mr. Whitsett was very good to him. And my father, was it was a good job for him because he was, he was the only man in the office and he did everything for right. Mr. Whitsett. Wow, okay. And uh, so he basically came out, for, came out here for work? Yeah. From Canada. What part of Canada was he from? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. In a little town called Drake, which is in the northern part of Saskatchewan. Have you been there? Yep. Oh, wow. I, there's nobody there hardly left. It's just a little, little dicky one night. Little Stan, uh, our town. Very cool. Okay. Wow. When was the last time you were there? My gosh, it must be twenty years ago. Wow. <laughs> Saskatchewan. In, in uh, what is, what's the biggest city out there in, in that? Uh, Ed- Edmonton, I think, oh. is the biggest city. Edmonton. Yeah. The Oilers, right? The the hockey team, Edmonton Oilers, comes to mind. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's that's pretty interesting how, how they came things uh, came to be and, and with your parents. Um, so, 
after so you you graduate from high school fast forward back to high school donna uh and what happens where where do you go after you graduate from van nuys high school i went to valley jc oh okay i i uh went two years there and then my third year i went to csun oh. california state university in northridge and i was going to become a pe teacher okay <laughs> And um, I went to CSUN too, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, fellow matter. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, class of two thousand two. Oh, I never graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I got th- I got my three years of of college in, and then I I got into the business and started working, and then never went back, and I never got my degree. Oh, okay. So so you went to Valley, right? And then you went to Northridge. Um, so you you did three years at Northridge? No, I did one year. One year, okay. So what what happened there? Like, uh, how did things kind of take a turn for you? Well, when my ex husband was in the business, and he suggested that I start uh, doing extra work in the business, so I joined uh, the union, and then I got an extra work job. Just doing regular extra work, uh, right? Not stunt, not no, stunt extra. No, not stunt. Okay. Just, just extra work. I don't know if there's such a thing as stunt extra work. No, there isn't. <laughs> it's either a stunt or an extra. You're one or the other. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, uh, I had a. Uh, interview for an SAG uh, stunt call. I went in and I went for the interview, and it was Raquel Welch's that up for her to double for. Okay. And uh, they picked me. I did the stunt. I could do the stunt. It was it was wire work. And in those days, we had piano wire with these big harnesses. You know, now they're really light and airy, and they're they're cable. Wow. And now, and and we spin, we would spin around the um, wires. Okay. And the worst part about the wires is because they're piano wires, they could snap. Oh my gosh! But unfortunately, mine never had that happen. But um, one of the actors had it happen to him. Wow. Fortunately, he was only like four feet off the ground. Oh gosh! So yes. he was fine. But anyway. Um, they tried me out in the wires, and of course I could do it. And we did from 40 feet down and uh-huh. across and up and out and all over the different directions, you know. So that was my introduction. And then from then on, Rock Hill always asked for me, and that helped me get a reputation. Oh, I see. So, so that initial thing was, that was kind of your audition then, I, th- I think, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. The show called Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic Voyage. And what year was this? Oh, this is probably 68, 69. And so were you pretty nervous going into that uh, that call, that audition? That uh, Oh, first- I think you're always a little bit nervous because you want you know you can do the job, but the problem is is getting through to get, get an opportunity to show what you can do. Right, right. And and was it pretty difficult to get into the business as uh, as a stunt performer back then? It, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. Huh? It's a, there was competition. It was come already, huh? There are not as many jobs opening for women as there are for men. Right. So right. the women have uh, have to work harder, and they have to like there were when I came into the business there were probably 150 women, and out of that there were probably about 30 or 40 of us that were actually working well. Wow. So wow. it's very competitive. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, uh, and. What about now? In comparison to when you came in, um, what is it? What is it like now? I mean, is it even more difficult for women, uh, or would you say? Or, or I I don't know exactly how it is right now anymore, mm. but I would assume it's very similar. Right. Because um, when I was in, 
we weren't the women were not allowed to drive cars. The, oh. the men doubled for the women. Oh wow! And I was very instrumental in getting women to di- drive cars because I felt we could do the same thing. And uh, with time, that has changed, and women do drive cars now. Mm. And it's wonderful to see because they're very capable, just as much as the men. Absolutely, absolutely. So you were advocating for that, and yes, and and, and uh, so you, uh, what was the. The fir- your first job as a driver where you were driving as a stunt performer I did what they call a 90 slide coming into camera another 90 slide and uh, I don't remember the name of the movie it was a television show oh I see and then from that you were kind of the, like, again, like the pioneer type of right uh, leading that, the charge on that right that's awesome that's awesome um, so you mentioned uh, you were you were stunt. You were doubling for Raquel Welch, right? Right. Now, what was that like? Uh, and I, I know we kind of discussed this uh, before, and uh, but yeah, tell tell us how how that was for you, uh, Raquel. How was that experience like? She was very uh, good to me. Uh, she was very she was very respectful of my position, and I was very respectful of her position. And we would talk on occasions, but I never really got to be close friends with her. Okay. I never did any of the stars. I I worked for them as people, and mm-hmm. we respected our positions. It was it was more professional than yes. Not so much a personal relationship. No, you guys weren't hanging out. And no, but I did name my son after her son. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. You told me that. Yeah. Shout out to Damon. Yes, Mr. Damon Garrett. Um, okay, so she. Um, so it wasn't someone, yeah. Uh, so were you were you formally uh, trained for, for as a stunt performer? Did you receive any training um, as you as you your career uh, moved on? Well, I I learned to ride bikes. I learned to ride horses. Um, I learned to scuba dive. Okay. These things I did on my own. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Yeah. So you didn't. Nobody was. Taking you, they weren't sending you to stunt oh, no. school or no. Wow, you picked it up on your own. Uh huh. Very cool. Very cool. And, and what, what was the most um, dangerous stunt mm. that you ever performed? Would you say? Well, I have a couple. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them was taking a car off a moving barge in the San Peter Harbor and going down forty feet of water and then getting out. That was one. And wow. the, the other one was jumping from one building to another building, uh, seven stories up. Jeez. And it was a nine-foot opening gap. Nine foot? It was, did you have a harness on or anything? No, no protection whatsoever. So you, you, you had to make that jump. That's right. If uh, I didn't make it, I wouldn't be here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we didn't have wires in those days like they have now to be safe, which I think is wonderful they can do it because it's... Don't know you're taking a chance if you don't have to. Right, of course. Yeah. Jeez, would you say some of those? Wow, with some of these conditions, working conditions uh, back then. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming that now, nowadays, uh, obviously it's different, right? Right. Would you say it's safer now? Oh, I think so. Well, there's more. Uh, yeah, more obviously more technology to kind of protect the performer. And they're doing heavy duty stunts too with them too. Right. But. Right. We were limited because we only had certain abilities we could use the equipment for. Like when we did high falls when we first started, we used boxes and mattresses. Oh, wow. And we only could go like four stories, five stories up. Jeez. And then after that, we had airbags. 
and the guys could go 50, 60 feet and fall into the airbags. And now they have wires, mm. and so they fall, and then they stop before they hit the ground. Mm. And so they have a lot more ability to go and uh, do higher work. Unbelievable. That's uh, and what was the highest, the highest di- um, height or you know distance or height that you jumped from, uh, jumped down onto uh, the ground. Onto the ground. Was there a particular high or height that you? Reached? I did. I did a job where I was jumping to a moving wagon, hay wagon. Mm-hmm. So I was second story up, and I jumped off into the hay. That was one jump, and then I jumped off of roofs to the ground several times. Wow. And each one, you know, your knees take the the blunt of it all. Yes. <laughs> so after yeah. all those years, I do have two bad knees. Oh my goodness! No, I I, I can only imagine, Donna. That's uh, that's fascinating. That's but I'm fa- very fortunate because most of the people have a lot more lot more damage than I have. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you relatively speaking, I think you felt like you uh, you kind of escaped pretty well. Yep, I did. That's that's great. I'm glad you were. Well, I'm glad you're intact, you know, and, and healthy. Right. And uh, so, what was the uh, no? What was the uh, the one job, or maybe you have a few, where you were approaching it and uh, you were getting ready to do the stunt, and you just were you, you knew this was super super dangerous, super risky, and maybe you had a, a, an inkling of a doubt going into it. Maybe you were you were scared, or I don't know. Was there ever did you ever experience that? I think it's not really fear. I think it's adrenaline rush you get. Okay. And you you have a feeling that you're really concerned about the stunt. And you go over it, over and over it in your head mm. so that you have a better understanding of what you're going to be doing. And by the time you've gone over it ten times in your head, by the time you do it, is it not half as bad as what you think it's supposed to be? And so it's kind of like, uh, well, you always think about, well, I was an athlete myself, you know, you, you visualize, you, know, yes. you, you always, you know, uh, you hear about athletes visualizing the play, visualizing mm-hmm. the, the, the field of play and what have you. So it was kind of uh, along those lines. And, right, uh, exactly. Visualizing, mm, wow. Especially when you did a fight, we had a whole sequence to go through for a fight. Okay. And uh, if I if I had happened to be the lead fighter that leads to, to the different sections of the fight, mm-hmm. I'm the one that has to remember everything. So I would have to be the leader in the fight to get taken care of. Mm. So um, that was always a full responsibility that I always had. Wow, wow. That's uh, interesting. So it's not so much, like you said, it's, it's an adrenaline rush. But mm-hmm. So you never really had that uh, experience where, you know, there was just like... You knew that it was super dangerous, and you didn't want, almost to the point where you didn't want to do the stunt. Well, there have been a fun that I thought that were very, super dangerous. Mm. So yes, I was very concerned. Mm. Wow, very concerned. But again, you just you just prepare yourself mentally, right? And, and you go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many times is there? A, do you have to rehearse uh, these types of stunts, or is there? What is that process like? Well, there's different stunt coordinators have different processes. Some have processes where you rehearse full bore all the time, and other stunt uh, coordinators let you rehearse at half motion. So you go through it really slowly, uh-huh. and you get through positions and so forth and so on. And then when you go on film, you go full bore, 
and you do, you do the whole routine just like you're supposed to do for the camera. I see. I see. So, but there is an element of, of preparation, obviously. Oh yeah. Rehearsal and and, and uh, you know coordinates and, and, and angles and, and exactly all these things, right? Very interesting. Yeah. And um, so back to Raquel Welch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's wow. She's uh. She's uh, gorgeous. Yeah. She's as beautiful as you see her on film. I know. I, that's she's uh, stunning. Absolutely. So yeah, I've always felt like. Um, you know, growing up, even as a young kid, you know, like she's a beautiful woman. You know, I've always thought that uh, about her. But uh, so, what was the? Uh, so you met your husband, right? I want to kind of talk about you know uh, how that kind of you know came uh, came about. Uh, did you did you meet him? Oh, you met him before you got into the business, obviously, right? And, and he he had a kind of a, a part in getting you into the business, right? Because right. he was already in it. How, how that all happened was is that um, Ralph, my ex-husband, knew Pat Curtis, who was Raquel Welch's uh, manager. Okay. And Pat asked Ralph to go up to Lake Tahoe and, uh, no, um, Lake Arrowhead. Oh, okay. Big Bear. Big Bear. Uh-huh. And uh, do some stunt work for two weeks with Raquel as the main actress. And so... Ralph went up there for one week, came home on a Saturday night. We got married and went up Sunday morning. And the next week, I worked as an extra with Raquel, and we got to know each other. And then this interview came up, which Raquel didn't know that I was coming on the interview, and I didn't know she was the actress that I was supposed to double. Oh, wow. It was just fate. (laughs) It was just fate, honestly. That's awesome. And then she was very instrumental in my career for always asking for me to be a stunt double. She, she was always seeking you out, huh? Yes. Wow. And she did a lot of things, that, even abroad, that I was able to be there. Went to Spain a couple of times and worked for her over there. Uh, I traveled to Tahiti. I went to um, Mexico quite a few times, Canada, and um, Africa. Uh-huh. So I've traveled quite a bit, which is wonderful. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Where's... Um was there any other actress, um, notable actress that you doubled for, or, or you know? Kate Jackson, I doubled for her. Oh, okay, Charlie's Angels. Kay, yeah, Kay no, Jackson? not Charlie's Angels. She did another show. But that's the same actress, right? Yes. Kate Jackson. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Same actress. Awesome. And uh, Angie Dickinson and um, I'm trying to think of the other ladies I doubled. Angie Dickinson. Uh, she's a, a model. T- no. TV series. Okay, TV series. And what show was that for? I can't remember that show, but mm. Tyne Daly, Sharon Gless for... Um, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, TV show that I did for them, and uh, I did the stunt coordinating on that show, Cagney and Lacey. Oh, wow. Really? And that's, I think, what, the 70s? Yep. Somewhere in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Wow, very cool. Very it was. Cool. Wow, those are those are big shows. Yeah, those, those are, I did have really a lot of responsibility, and it really worked out well. Wow. Yeah. So you were coordinating stunts at, at some. At, at yes, that? I was on that show. I was one of the first women stunt coordinators. Wow. Really. Yes. Very fortunate. And. Uh, and Tyne Daly went to bat for me because she wanted a woman stunt coordinator on a woman's show. Who was that? I'm sorry. Tyne Daly. Okay. She was the actress on the show. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wow! So you were you were coordinating and and how's that? Go? I mean, 
what was that experience like when you were starting to coordinate and these stunts and a lot of responsibility right yeah it is a lot of responsibility but you have a lot of people that you know that are very good at what they do and so it wasn't hard for me to have them work for me they did a great job very professional and what have very you. professional you gotta be right i mean with these uh these are this is a serious profession you know like it could be like you know life and death i mean right yes you don't do it right yeah no no that's that's not you can't take that lightly obviously uh okay so you started yeah you got into uh how long were you uh coordinating stunts uh, for about seven years did you enjoy that more than just be, being the part of the crew, or or did, or what, do you, what was more enjoyable for you? I think I think it was both equal because one, you don't have the responsibility, and you come and go as you please, you know, more so because you don't have that responsibility. And then mm. as the responsible one, stunt coordinator, is more challenging. I can imagine. And I like it more in that respect because I do enjoy challenges. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Even though it's more responsibility. Um, Yet, you know, like you said, you, you're the type of person that you want to take on the challenge. You right. Know, you like the, 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 the rush, the the challenge, the uh, and all those things. And, yeah, that's great. That's a great that's a great characteristic to have. Um, yeah, because some people, you know, they'll shy away from it. Maybe they, maybe they just want to be part of the, the crew, or which right. is fine, too, right? You know? Right. But um, so you want to kind of take on that leadership role. Right, maybe step up and, and probably got paid more. I, I imagine. Yeah. No, you don't. No, really? No, you get the day's wage, and that's what you got. Even as a coordinator. Well, you you dicker for your day your day's wage in business. So if I worked on a regular show without stunt coordinating, mm -hmm. I'd come in on my pay my my union pay, and then after I did the stunt, if it was something that was very difficult, like jumping from a second story into a moving wagon, you would dicker. For the price extra on top of the daily wage. Wow, wow! But they already have the the film in the can, and you know now you're dickering for something they already have the film on. Mm. I've never understood why we did it that way, but that's the way it's always been done. Wow, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Wow. They still do it that way. Wow, wow! Very, very interesting. Very interesting. So, and, and so, Don, I know I'm sure you're aware of, and we were kind of. Uh, chatting about this earlier where uh, the Academy Awards don't actually offer uh, a, a, an Oscar for stunt performers, right? No, they don't. There's, there's no category. And with all the action films that we have, I don't know why they don't because there really are a lot of action films out there that use a stunt, I mean, awards. Yeah. So we have a, our own awards called the TARS Awards that we have once a year for right. stunt people. Oh, okay. When are those held? That's in May. Okay. And you, you mentioned you're a, a judge? Yes, I am. I'm one of the judges on the panel to, for the Star TARS Stunt Awards. Very interesting. And what what is that uh, process like when you're judging a, a certain performer? You know, what does that look like? Well, we have about uh, seven or eight categories of mm -hmm. stunts. Oh, okay. One is hardest hit. One might be women's uh, stunt, one be vehicle, and then the other one might be, um, um, I can't think of, there's about seven categories. Seven. And then we vote on those, uh, five each in each category. Then it goes to the general stunt community. They vote against 
all the ones we've already voted for. Oh, okay. And then we take take that one, and that's the one we use for the Taurus Awards. Mm. And they're beautiful awards. They're beautiful, like three feet high. Oh, wow, I can imagine. And they're gorgeous. Deservedly so. I mean, geez, that's... that's <laughs> I, again, I have a lot of respect for what you guys do. and uh, But it's just fascinating to me that... Uh, the Oscars don't, you know, you can't get an Oscar for it. I know. You know who put it on for us? Red Bull. Red Bull, yes. Mm -hmm. I was reading the gentleman, uh, the owner of Red Bull, um, gentleman from uh, European guy. I yes, Austrian. Austrian, correct. Austrian businessman. Uh, do you know his name off the top? I can't mm -hmm. remember off the top of my head. Very unique name. And uh, but yeah, but I was reading they put Red Bull puts it on for you guys. And uh, how long have the tourist awards been going on now? Twenty years. Twenty years. And you've been a part of it all twenty years. Yep. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Wow. As yep. a judge, I'm judging right now. Wow. Wow. So do you? Uh, when you judge the performers, do you go back and look at um, uh, footage, or you just take the you actually take the finish? The final cut, uh, the final production, and, and judge off of that? We take the cut from the production of the fight or the um, hardest hit, mm -hmm. the women's, and we use our CD to look at the, at the production of the film. I see. And then we judge from that. Plus, it's also written out as to what the stunt coordinator did and how he did it, so we can tell whether it's... it's CGI or just regular filming. Gotcha, gotcha. So the, the less CGI, the, the, the oh, better, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Very... Yeah. And it gets harder and harder to tell the difference. Wow. Yeah. Because it's, they're so closely maneuvering this capability to make things Some, action. Yeah. Realistic. And, and, right. It's amazing. That's fascinating. That's awesome. That's awesome, and and also I think you. Uh, I read that you can get an Emmy for uh, for for a stunt performer. The, the, the Academy of uh, of Television Arts and Sciences gives an Emmy for stunt coordinators. Um, so that's kind of cool. You can get an Emmy. You can get a, uh, obviously a Taurus, which is amazing, but you can't get an Oscar. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> now, Donna, is there any type of um, advocating uh, advocacy for this type of uh, for for the uh, Academy to for the, for performers, stunt performers? to get an Oscar or to, for them to any lobbying going on that you're aware of no I don't think so that's interesting wow yeah how do you feel about that well I think they should recognize it they've recognized everything else they should recognize that because it's part of, of many films that's all you see is action and exactly that, yeah. and that's what the whole show is about is action so there should be a category where we have the Academy Awards giving a a performance for action but they have us under a section H and that's like a separate entity within the contract oh. and I guess they think that we're not really a part of their their group gotcha I don't yeah. know yeah that's that's uh wow interesting but uh but and you know when I was uh doing extra work I got into you know some extra work and, and doing uh background and what have you this was like mid 2000s uh, I was working uh, on this show called uh, How I Met Your Mother. And there was a scene, this particular scene, where they were in a bar, uh, sitting at a table, two gentlemen, and they brought a, stunt, a, a stuntman in for uh, just, he was just, gonna, the guy was going to, it was like, a, he was throwing him a, he was going to kick the guy across the table. Uh, and they brought him in, you know, and uh, it was, I was kind of, uh, 
it was interesting to see that uh, even for that particular scene, you know, uh, maybe, I mean, you and I could probably, you know, do that or, I, I, I mean, what do I know? But it seemed like a, something very simple. But right. yet they brought in a stunt guy to, to you know, uh, to do that scene. So, right. So, yeah, I mean, it goes to show, my point being is that uh, the stunt performers are, they're, in demand for for any particular doesn't see uh, no matter how maybe how simple some uh, scene may be or, or right particular scene yeah um, they, they, you need stunt performers well it's good because if an actor gets hurt and they're filming the beginning at the end or sort of or not in order and the actor gets uh, hurt and has that crutches for six weeks or something like that. Then they're in trouble for production value. So it's cheaper for them to hire a stunt person to come in and do the stunt and have that actor be healthy than to take a chance. Very true. Very true. And and, uh, you guys are unionized, right? Yes. We're the same union as Screen Actors Guild. Oh, SAG. Okay. Yeah. SAG. Is is there another separate union uh, or it's only the SAG? There's no stunt coordinator or i'm sorry stunt performer union stunt no no i see i see um so you know i I don't mean to sound morbid or or i don't want to kind of but it's interesting to see that uh and obviously it's a very risky very dangerous profession um i was looking up that uh, as many stunt performers have have died on the job you know mm-hmm. dating back to 1959 donna and uh, even as recent as 2017 mm-hmm. you know and then you were telling me about a, a couple uh you know uh, gentlemen that that, that that passed away on the job and um unfortunately and um but i was amazed to see you know uh you know how many have have died on the job? You know. Yes. You know, I, Unfortunately, I was there when one of the gentlemen died. And his name was Jimmy Shepard. Okay. And he was doing a horse drag. And he was the, being dragged by a horse. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. He had a harness on and he had a a, a lead uh, to the horse, a, um, a leather strap, with a harness and it had a release on it so that he if he felt like he wasn't comfortable he could release it and. It, disengage gotcha well he was going on towards these two posts he's supposed to swing and hit the the post that was made out of balsa wood and unfortunately he either passed out on his way over towards the post or not but he hit the real post and the horse felt it and the horse took off through the gate and out of the wobble yonder and he was dragged to death and it was just it was so sad and it was so overwhelming because I I couldn't go to see him. I just couldn't. Oh my gosh. That's the the other people went but I just You couldn't do uh, I couldn't go. And that was uh you were on the set. Uh huh. You were there. And what year was that? That was probably nineteen seventy one, seventy two. Oh, Jimmy Shepard, huh? Yeah. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh, and I, I looked up, uh, you know, so I did some little research, uh, Donna, and uh, I don't know if the name Art Scholl rings a bell for you. No, uh, I think I'm pronouncing. Well, that. Wasn't he a car guy? He uh, he was the gentleman who he was an air, uh, a pilot. Uh, oh, a pilot. He was yeah. He did. Uh, I think they're called um, aero. Um, 
aerobats anyways he did a lot of stunts in, in airplanes and jets and what have you and uh aerobatic pilot is what they call it uh he did a lot of in-flight camera work uh so he he passed away on the set of uh, top gun that, with the tom cruise movie back in the 80s and uh, and it's funny it's interesting because not funny uh it's interesting because i uh in you know, doing the research for this particular episode, I, I saw his name, I saw that, and uh, immediately I recognized his name because at the end of the credits of Top Gun, at the movie, uh, the, uh, you see his name dedicated to Art Scholl, and I always wondered who that was, and um, I just, you know, realized that he was the uh, stunt performer that passed away uh, during... Uh, you know, one of the performing a stunt on on Top Gun. Wow! I, I don't know if you're from, aware of that one. No, I, I don't know the pilots that was, that worked. They were always on a separate contract. I see. I see. We worked with them many times. I worked with helicopters in boats, uh-huh. being transferred from a boat to a helicopter, and then taking off, and then Gosh. hanging on the skids, you know, and then climbing aboard a helicopter. Wow! Um, jumping out of a helicopter to the water. Gosh. Just different things like that. You did all that, huh? Yeah. Gosh, that is a. Uh, so I mean, and you had to have uh, when you were a kid. I mean, going back to when you were younger, you know, or you know, when you were growing up, uh, you know, you, you were you kind of a daredevil back then as well, or did you know? Did you have that little? Were you kind of that uh, girl who? You know, were you looking for speed all the time, or you know, you know what I mean? Well, if anybody dared me to do anything, I I told them I could do it. <laughs> you would, you would, uh, and I did it. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, I think that's a that's a yes. I think I think right? so too. <laughs> <laughs> and you were you were never afraid to to do it, then, huh? Well, I always had that feeling that I could do it wow. now, if I could just work it out in my head. Yes, yes, I could do it. Because I had the strength and I had the power, right, right. And I was very strong from for being a woman. But as a, as a kid, I'm saying, uh, you know, if someone dared you to do something, you would. Oh yeah, you would, I would dare. I, I would do it <laughs> without fear. Was just okay. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I could do it. I don't know how. I, I just had that ability. It just came with me. But is some that, some people have abilities to do other things, and I just had the ability of physically being capable of doing different physical things wow wow but is that part of your nature in general though donna is like if someone tells you you can't do something do you have that uh that kind of uh, i'll show you mentality type of thing or not not something i show you it's just a matter of let me think about it (laughs) and i'll work it out (laughs) oh my (laughs) there you go i like that i like that wow um so you know it, it Going going back to the the, the, the contracts, right? And and, and um, so I, f- I find it interesting that some of the performers, the contracts will stipulate, right? Where um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I read this: if, if somebody becomes injured or if somebody passes away during a stunt, um, the contracts state that state that the footage may be used, right? Um, is this true? I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you signed a contract. You said that you were going to work that day, and they can use the film. I, I'm pretty sure, unless there's a clause in there that I've never seen before, that you aren't allowed to use the film. But I'm assuming you are because um, they they have it in the can and they're paying you to do a job. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, I read that uh, like it's kind of. Uh, 
some performers will find it offensive um, if if uh, the footage would not wouldn't be used. For example, Jackie Chan, as an example, he said. Uh, you know, it, it better be used, you know, because we're, so I, I think it goes back to maybe so that it's not in vain type of thing, you know? Right. And, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, this whole, this whole, um, God, this whole thing is just very you know, intriguing to me, you know, stunt work. And, and again, you know, going back to my fascination with, with uh, you know, the behind the scenes of, of, of anything, you know? Um, so what's the what's the future of stunt work, Donna? What do you think? What do you think the industry's going? Uh, well, in particular, stunt work. I mean, what, what do you think is? Uh, how do you see it now? What's the future? Well, I think it's an occupation that's going to be sticking around for a long time. I think it's going to go more commercial because it's got the uh, the uh, newer um, instruments, you know, that make produce film and everything like that which is going to mean there'll be more green screens and stuff like that to yeah. compensate for gotcha the stunts and they're starting to use real fire as stunts not real fire but fake fire you know mm. digital that's mm. a problem make it less uh, stunt work but what I've seen that this last year that we have in stunts for the TARS awards it's phenomenal Wow, it's really? just phenomenal. The it, fights were fantastic. There really? were so many fights. I had a hard time determining which fight I thought was better than the next one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fire gags were fabulous. There was one fire gag. There were six fires set with six different people. Wow. And it was fabulously done. Wow. I was very impressed. Where, where, by the way, where are the Taurus Awards held? At Paramount Studios. Oh, Okay. Yeah. We have a social hour where mm -hmm. we get together for a couple of hours, and then we go into the theater and they give out the awards for the different TARS awards that they give. Oh, okay. And that's uh, that's about three hours worth of uh, filming, and they show the, the footage of the awarded person's work. Okay. Wow. And are those um are they covered by the press by the media at all? No. These awards are not. Huh? No. Why is that? Why do you think? I don't know. I haven't the foggiest idea, but the producer huh. doesn't do that. Oh. Um, I'm sure there's an audience for that. Yeah, I would watch that. I mean, there's got to be an audience for that. That's interesting how, you know, not even on cable TV or somewhere, you know, on a, some type of network or, uh, well, very interesting. Gosh, you, you guys do all this amazing work. It's always behind the scenes. It's always been that way. When I first started, you weren't even allowed to talk about it. Wow, really? You were always told to tell you are, uh, the actress did the work and you didn't do anything. Wow. And you were told to oh. tell them that the actress did the work and not you. Gotcha, gotcha. It was a hidden profession. Wow, yeah. That's, uh, that's the way it used to be, right? Right. No, I wonder, but uh, gosh, it's come a long way then. It's it has. Way. Yeah, yeah. And what, what could... Um, a, a top stunt performer nowadays, uh, how much can they earn, you know, monetarily? Um, I'm not sure what they can earn now, because I haven't been in the business for like 20 years now or more. Uh huh. But I would say probably a hundred thousand dollars and up. Well, at least, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. But you see, you only work specific times. Right. And. You have to work when you have the jobs, and you have to get a reputation before you can get the jobs. 
And right. it takes time. This is something you can get overnight. You have to have patience and... Oh, wow, really? And you have to go hustle your own work. We don't have agents. Wow. So you have to go to the different shows and get, meet the coordinators and talk to the coordinators and build your reputation with all of your work. I see. So there's, yeah, there's an element of, of, of um, salesmanship, of, right. of hustling. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, um, networking and, and getting your, yourself out there, your, your name out there. And, right. And that's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not. Gosh, yeah. It's, a, it's hard work. Wow, you guys, again, my, my respect for, for you guys just keeps going up and up, you know. Um, so, what what uh, what would you what, what advice would you have, Donna, for an aspiring stunt performer? I, I know it, it, I don't know if uh, it seems like um, it's the nature of it where, where, where people fall kind of fall into it. You know, it's not one where uh, maybe you know maybe you have young kids now, maybe aspiring to be. One day I want to be a stunt performer per se, right? But you know, let's say that's the situation. How, how would you? advise a young uh, somebody you know that would, wants to break into the business wants to be a stunt performer that's their that's their goal what would you say to that person have a lot of perseverance because it's very um difficult to get started and if i hadn't had my ex-husband as as a promoter uh-huh. i probably wouldn't have been able to get started myself because i was very shy really uh-huh and um i think you need Perseverance, because there's, it's always very discouraging when you keep trying and it doesn't come about. And you have to have a very pleasing personality that's very flexible, mm-hmm. because everything changes by the minute. Wow. And you, nothing is normal. You, just, <laughs> you go in one day and you work maybe 12 hours, 14 hours, and then you go in sometimes and you work about three or four mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to be doing they don't tell you except for the heavy duty stunts they tell you what you're going to do then Very interesting. but you just take your bag of tricks and you just go and find out what you're going to do when you get there yeah wow that's uh yeah it's uh so it's kind of, you got to be flexible yes mm-hmm. got to be flexible got to be able to you got to have thick skin you got to be able to roll with the punches right, right? and uh yeah that's that's it's not easy that's not easy, and uh, your your story is very unique, right? I mean, you. I, in case in point, right? You were, you never thought you'd be working as a stunt performer, right? In a million years, right? I never even heard of stunt people before I started. <laughs> I didn't even know what the position meant. There you go. And I, I just literally fell into it, and it was a very fortunate position for me. I did it for thirty years. Gosh. And uh, that was long enough because uh, my body started going south. Mm, wow. <laughs> and. Yeah. I was not that I I felt that I couldn't do it anymore. It's just that my body was just done. I see. So I felt like I would hurt somebody else or hurt myself yeah. severely. So I didn't want to put myself in that position. So you walked away on your own, pretty much. Yes. Wow. I see. Do you think? Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, well, that that's a. Uh, you know, again. Don, I can't. I can't emphasize enough how much respect I have for for what you do. What well, you thank do, you. Your career, um, 
I want to thank you, Donna, for, for coming on the, the podcast and taking the time and, and telling us your awesome story. You're welcome back anytime. And thank you, Andy. Yeah. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Donna. And if you have a, happen to uh, stumble across some extra Taurus uh, Awards tickets, um, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot them my way. You know. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm going to put right. that out there, you know. Um, but, uh, again, thank you. To, for, for coming on and, and sharing and uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime I would love it thank you very much for interviewing me absolutely no absolutely ladies and gentlemen there you have it Miss Donna Garrett uh, just blowing our minds with, with her experiences her career as a stunt woman um I want to thank all of you for being here and joining us. And uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes uh, to the Nice Galore Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, leave me a leave me a review on on iTunes. I, I enjoy receiving your reviews. Um, you know, give me give me five stars. Tell me how much you like the show. Um, and again, on Instagram, I'm at uh, nine, 90s underscore galore. And uh, it's always fun to interact with you guys on there as well. And, uh, and on Twitter, I'm at 90s galore. It's 90SGALORE. Um, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another awesome episode of the 90s galore podcast with donna garrett um so until next time i'm going to sign off i'm your host annie zaldivar for donna garrett once again thank you thank you always remember ladies and gentlemen to take it easy